Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. This is our final episode in 2020. We cannot believe it. It has been a crazy year. Obviously, we've all been experiencing everything that's happening with the pandemic, but it's important to note that this year shouldn't just be a blip on the radar. So today, Ash and I are sitting down to discuss the value of 2020 and why you cannot just quote unquote cancel it. This cannot just be a blip on your radar that you move on from. This needs to be a year that you view as extremely valuable, a year that you can learn a ton from, and a year that really sets you up on a trajectory to achieve not only your health and fitness goals, but your goals as they relate to your career, your finances, your relationships. This was an incredibly valuable year, and you need to take the time to reflect upon it and learn from it. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode 59, and I am back on the show. Ash stole the spotlight from me last week <laughs> when she was on here with Danielle from Strong and Unfiltered, but it was a fantastic episode, and I'm excited to be back. And uh, by the time this episode gets released, Ash, Christmas will have come and gone. Mm -hmm. uh, New Year's is going to be just around the corner, and we're going to be that much closer to closing out 2020. Yeah. And speaking of 2020, like... That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm really excited for this episode. We're going to title it, Don't, Don't Cancel the Year That Woke You. you like oh, that? chills. Chills. I got that inspired from Gary Vaynerchuk. He put out a post, I think like two or three weeks ago about it. And I was like, that is awesome. So yeah. we're going to recap 2020 and talk about why we shouldn't just write it off. Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome. Okay, so, uh, you know, first and foremost... Again, when this episode gets released, New Year's is going to be just a few days away. Mm -hmm. And so like every other year, people are going to be making resolutions. Uh, but I think this year, specifically in 2020, there's going to be a lot less reflection. There's going to be a lot fewer people looking back on the year and thinking about their accomplishments, thinking about the things they wish they could have done differently, looking at how they're going to use the lessons from this year to propel themselves into next year. Because I think a lot of folks are just going to write it off mm -hmm. or as the kids say, cancel it, right? <laughs> quote unquote. And so, yes, 2020 was this unprecedented year, right? The pandemic shook the entire globe. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, discredit. And that's not the correct word. I don't want to downplay. downplay. Yeah, nice. Ah, oh, look I don't, at me. I don't want to downplay the significance of the pandemic. Obviously, it's taken the lives of millions across the globe. Uh, I believe it's like over 300,000 deaths in the U.S. alone, but don't quote me on that. And it's caused millions of people to lose their jobs, you know, hundreds of thousands of small businesses to close their doors, most of them for good. And uh, at one point, like at the beginning of the stay-at-home orders and COVID and all the shutdowns, divorce spiked by like 34% wow, from March to that. June. Uh, but if you look at the further research, like the media is going to keep playing that up, but it's actually now shown after those initial months have subsided that now the divorce rate's actually lowering. Oh, that's And they've actually seen good. a lot of families that have said like, uh, and husbands and wives that have said their marriage has grown stronger through this time. Oh, that's So good. it was just that initial spike, right? Yeah. But, but that's still a terrible thing. And so all of that happened. And, you know, so I don't want to downplay any of that. But with us being, you know, forced to stay inside our homes, 
our interactions being limited with family and friends, wearing masks, social distancing, having to like integrate Zoom into our lives, <laughs> RIP Skype. They're long gone. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and like stockpile toilet paper. There's been a lot of other shit that has caused a lot of folks to feel, I think, overwhelmed and feel as if 2020 was hell on earth. Yes. Which, by the way, we've seen it. But if you are listening out there and you have not seen the new Match.com commercial, it is freaking hilarious. Yeah. To give you a quick... I don't know who was that creative. Yeah. Whoever their marketing team is, like, bravo. Their creativity is amazing. But to give you a quick synopsis, it's basically a match between the devil yeah. and a girl named 2020. <laughs> you have to go check it out. It's awesome. Uh, but with all that said, in the midst of the hardships, the setbacks, the obstacles, and even the failures that were out there in this year... Uh, I think a lot of folks have decided that the best solution is just to cancel 2020, right? Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk about why that is a mistake. Yeah. Okay. So I think one of the cool things about this is this year has allowed us to tie in one of the things that we preach to a lot of our clients and that we believe in at Ballistic Performance, and that's we have the power to choose. So we have the power to change our lens and to view hardships and obstacles well, to view hardship as either an obstacle or an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can look at this entire year. You can either look at 2020 as the year of obstacles, the, the year of hell on earth, or you can look at it as 2020 was a year full of opportunity for you to grow and yeah. to evolve. Or uh, obstacles that turned into opportunities. Because mm -hmm. I feel like it's still important to recognize that hard things happened yeah but you learn in those darkest seasons is when we learn the most and Absolutely. grow and grow the most and so what we need to do is we need to reflect on 2020 learn from those experiences understand how those obstacles are opportunities and use that knowledge to reshape our perspective mm -hmm. all right so uh you know for some and we kind of touched on this already but for some 2020 was the catalyst to changing careers and pursuing their passions. Uh, for others, it was an opportunity to invest time, energy, and effort into their relationships mm -hmm. and into their families. And, you know, there were some for whom 2020 was a wake-up call where they needed to lean into faith. They needed to lean into God and make difficult decisions and maybe end relationships and pursue a life of happiness and fulfillment versus the current reality that they were in. Mm -hmm. And so just that I'm saying all that to kind of frame and give perspective to the conversation that we're about to have, which is us sharing our 2020 experience. Yeah. And we're, don't worry, this isn't going to be like a two hour long podcast. We're going to keep this pretty, pretty concise. But I thought if we shared our experience and show how we viewed some of the obstacles and opportunities that we had, then folks will be able to relate and hopefully be able to do the same thing in regards to their 2020. Absolutely. Cool. So why don't you, why don't you start us off or chime in here for the first two months of 2020? Because that was kind of where things were about to, they were on the precipice of change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of change. So January and February, we were still living in Florida. Yep, in a town called Deland, which mm -hmm. if you've never been there, recommend it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so cute. Uh, we both had really good jobs. You were the general manager at Elite Wellness. I was the nutrition uh, coordinator, I guess. Yeah, or director of nutrition, director I think. Director of nutrition. Uh, 
And we lived in a great area. We, we loved it. We went to the beach in Disney. We were talking about this yesterday on our walk every weekend. Like, one to one to the other. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cool. We lived 30 minutes west of the beach mm-hmm. and we lived basically 50 minutes north of Disney. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. And then in that time, like we felt like we were financially stable. We could do the things that we wanted to do. And, um, all in all, yeah. it sounds like it was a really good like time period, right? Yeah. And so, and that being said, it was. We did a lot of things that we loved, like Ash mentioned. We were in a good place financially, and all all signs are pointing to happiness. So yeah, to speak. like when we say it out loud, it was so great. But, and this is something that I think everyone can relate to, just because things are lining up and pointing in that direction doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to be happy in those circumstances. And we weren't happy. Mm-hmm. We we weren't enjoying our jobs. We didn't think we were in, you know, really the right, I don't know what you want to call it. We just didn't, that season of life just didn't feel like it was right. Yeah. Just something felt off. We didn't feel like we were doing what we were being called to do by God. And, you know, so it led to a lot of unhappiness and a lot of strain, not only like, you know, in our relationship, but just emotion, physical and emotional stress, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this is before we even knew what COVID was. Because down in Florida, like, you didn't hear about COVID yet. Maybe well, I don't even think January, February, anyone really did. No, I think in the, I think in the East, they, oh, okay. it was kind of a thing, and it was transitioning. But yeah, no, over. we had, I mean, this is when we were planning to move to St. Thomas, Saint Thomas yeah. like end of February. Yeah, so we were going to make a big change no matter what. And the St. Thomas thing obviously didn't end up working out, but it was because we felt that God called us to do something else because you got an opportunity with Exos Mm -hmm. at Google here in Ann Arbor. And so after a lot of thought and consideration, we decided to pursue that. Mm -hmm. So in March, we relocated to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, And as soon as we got here, maybe three days later, Mm -hmm they ordered that stay-at-home order. They issued the stay-at-home order. Yeah. And so that's when COVID really got serious. And so at that point, we were in a brand new state, brand Mm -hmm. new city. Uh, I was coaching, just started coaching at Wolverine Strength and Conditioning. Actually, I was just trying to get a job there in the process. Yeah. And you had had one day at the office with Exos at Google. And, you know, we were kind of in this stage where it was still exciting because it was new. Mm-hmm. But we were also kind of isolated. Like we didn't have any friends yet. It mm-hmm. was a brand new area, so we didn't know anything surrounding us. Uh, we were both in new jobs, and we were kind of at a point where we had never been before, at least not together. Because in, when we lived together in Pittsburgh, we had both been there for a while. We we had, had friends. friends. We had we knew the area. Yeah, it was just very comfortable, and so this was brand new. Mm-hmm. And so in that time, it could have been really easy for us to kind of fall into the slump that I think a lot of people found themselves in when the orders were first issued, and kind of thinking, like, what the hell do I do? Uh, like, I've never spent this much time with my spouse or my significant other. <laughs> Not our case at all. Yeah, and <laughs> luckily, yeah, like you said, that wasn't our case. So we took that time because we do spend so much time together and we were used to that, that we took that time to build ballistic up. And we actually, that was where we saw a huge spike in just like our engagement and our content and our number of followers and subscribers. And so it was a, it was a really good time for us. We made more video content than I think we ever have before during that time. Yeah. And I remember literally the first week on our walk, every single day we were like, this is the perfect opportunity 
to invest everything that we have in ballista. Mm-hmm. Not invest, not meaning money, not like time. Yeah, time, <laughs> energy, and effort. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so we did that, and we saw a huge growth, and it was mm-hmm. awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, that was really, we took that up. Like Ashley just said, we used it as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We didn't look at it as an obstacle. We didn't think, you know, okay, what are we going to do, Derek? You don't have a job right now. Because Ashley was fortunate enough that Exos provided for her through the entire you know, COVID period and continues to, Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't have a job. And so rather than looking at it as this huge challenge, this unfortunate circumstance, we used it to build something that we're really passionate about. Yeah. We were like, we'll never have this much time to, to invest in ballistic. And I think, I think for some people, they realize that same thing. I'm never going to have this much time. So they did pour into other Mm -hmm. things that fill them up. But then I think for other folks, they fell into, that kind of dark place of what do I do with all this time? Like I can't work right now or I don't know how to work from home with these distractions or, you know, like this is throwing off our 10 year plan or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so it was really stressful for, for a lot of people. Uh, but that, that thus far we were doing well. So, you know, that's, that's March through May pretty much. And then as we approached summer and we got into June, July and August, uh, I had accepted a position with Orange Theory to kind of what I thought was going to be an evolution of my career and move away from coaching CrossFit mm-hmm. to coach Orange Theory and to get involved in that company while still growing ballistic. Um, and so that training was going on, that whole transition and process, which kind of messed with my mind a little bit because I do love CrossFit and it's still my bread and butter in terms of learning how to coach, learning how to teach, seeing correct movement, group management, all those things, as as well as the foundation of my fitness. And then you were continuing to be with Exos, mm-hmm. obviously. And we had kind of settled into a routine at that point. We met a few people. Um, and then we really started to develop, like a, I'd say, a real relationship with folks for the first time since like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or at least we were trying to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was new and exciting. And, but in the same, you know, there was some consistency in that we continued to develop or to develop, to devote all of our time, energy, and effort into ballistic. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was really our entire summer. Mm-hmm. Me transitioning into Orange Theory, you continuing to settle in at Exos, getting into our new routine, and starting to develop some friendships. Absolutely. Uh, and in Ann Arbor, honestly, at that point, the orders weren't as restrictive. And so we got to go out and explore a little bit, at least in the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, We didn't get to obviously go inside a lot of places, but it didn't seem too, too bad. I mean, overall, I think we had a pretty good summer. Yeah. Uh, And then we moved into like September-ish time into where we're at now. And I'd say for us, this phase of 2020, really like if you can think about it, if you're a business person, Q4, Mm -hmm. like Q4 of 2020 has been like a whirlwind and has been probably the hardest section of 2020 for us. Yeah. Um, Just because there's been a lot of change and a lot of challenge Uh, again, but we're trying to utilize those challenges to grow and to evolve and to get better and not allow them to pull us downward. Mm -hmm. And so for us, September brought with, brought with it the realization that uh, orange theory was not what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I quickly discovered that I did not believe in that methodology and i had that conversation a very candid conversation with my employer Mm -hmm. and uh because i felt that 
it was really important to be honest and transparent. Like I'm not someone who believes in doing something that you're not passionate about or that you don't believe in. And so there's no way in hell I could have possibly coached people using that methodology, not believing in it and been okay with that. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I started looking for new jobs <laughs> because yes, ballistic is doing well, but it's not to the point where we feel comfortable diving 100% into it, one of us yet. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's going to be coming. But at that time, we were saying, no, this isn't the right time. And that was where I had to make the decision of, okay, I'm willing to do anything right now, aside from something I don't believe in, like a fitness methodology, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to do anything outside of fitness to create some financial stability for us as we go through this weird kind of unknown transition period. Mm -hmm. And that's where I found power. And power has been a blessing in disguise. I had, would have had never guessed that I would like, love a company so much <laughs> in terms of their, their core values and beliefs, the people I work with, uh, the culture that's there. So it's been really, really awesome. And a complete, you know, out of left field kind of venture. And then for you, you know, Exos has become something that you're really enjoying and settling into as well and pursuing additional opportunities within the company. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, obviously a great thing. And we also kind of settled into this new phase of, a, of some relationships and some friendships that we're looking at as, wow, like having folks outside of just me and you is actually important. Like it's actually really beneficial to us from an emotional and like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mental standpoint. Yeah. Right. And being able to have those folks to lean on has been really awesome because we really haven't had that since Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and then we've also been able to finalize a lot of key things with ballistic, you know, the website, uh, the apparel, even though that ended up being <laughs> a bunch of, uh, loops we had to jump through and, uh, as well as some other programs. So a lot of good things happening on the ballistic front. And then something we talk about, like almost on a daily basis at this point is, you know, and we don't share a lot, but is our relationship, mm -hmm. you know, like everybody I think sees us that we're together 24 seven and yeah. that we live together, we work together, we train together, uh, and that it's always rainbows and butterflies. But, uh, I hope not everyone's truly that naive. It is not always <laughs> rainbows and butterflies. And so this quarter has really tested us from a relationship standpoint and forced us to really lean into God to really improve upon our communication and to dig deep into that so that we can continue to prioritize each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's really, I mean, I just summarized like our entire 2020 in probably five minutes. <laughs> Did I miss anything significant from your standpoint? Not that I can think of. No. Sweet. Well, then in that case, that was pretty efficient. I'll take that. <laughs> so again, yeah, there was a lot of changes there. Yeah. So that was our 2020, but that's really just a, a, you know, a recap of the year. So here are the things that we actually learned. And so these are, you know, lessons from the opportunities right? Mm -hmm. Or from the quote unquote obstacles that we view as opportunities. Mm -hmm. So the first one is I'd say you have to, you've got to be willing to chase opportunities and happiness. Mm -hmm. So this kind of goes back to the whole Florida thing, right? Like in everyone else's eyes, we were probably living the dream. Yeah. We had really good situation down there, really good opportunities down there. Uh, and you know, again, financial stability, we got to do a lot of things we enjoyed, but you and I weren't happy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks will, are willing to accept that and just stay in that situation. 
And you and I have always told each other that we'll never do that. Yeah. We're not going to do something that makes us unhappy. And we've never been afraid to pull the trigger and make what's, you know, what other people would probably call rash or crazy decisions in order to pursue happiness. Yeah. I mean, even when I told you about the job in Florida, you didn't even hesitate. Mm -mm. I told you that I had an opportunity in Florida when we were living in Pittsburgh. And you were like, okay, yeah, like take the interview. Yeah. And I I think that was the only conversation we really had. Yeah. Well, I guess the only thing that was hard there was you were moving four months before me. Right. That part was definitely hard. But we didn't know that initially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And initially it was just like, yeah, take it. Let's uh, fly down there and try the interview. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that's something that is really hard to apply, but you've got to be willing to do it. Mm -hmm. If you're out there and you're listening and you're not happy, whether it's your career or uh, your relationship or your your faith, right? You need to be willing to take chances and make changes Mm -hmm. because there's true like it's the cliche thing of you only get one life. Mm -hmm. You don't know when your last day is going to be. So you need to take advantage of every minute that you're given to do what God's calling you to do. And sometimes that requires a lot of faith and a lot of courage to just do it. Mm hmm. So that's my, that's one of the big lessons. I love that. Uh, what's another one? Uh, money isn't everything, especially for us, but it also shouldn't necessarily be the talking point. Yeah. And so I got the whole like quote unquote talking point thing from listening to Jason Khalifa at one point. And I thought it was such a good, and we've talked about this multiple times. It's such a really powerful statement of yes, money is not everything by any means, especially for like you said, you and I. Like, that's definitely not our number one priority, but it's still important. It's still something that you and I, as we move forward in our relationship and in our business, we don't want it to ever be the talking point or the the strain on the relationship or on the business, right? Yeah. Like, we, we want to get to a point where, yes, we want to be happy and fulfilled and love what we do. And on top of that, be stable enough to where that doesn't become the talking point of, you know, anything associated with medical expenses or vacations or being able to buy the essentials, right? Like that's what we mean by not having it become a talking point. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that a lot of folks can relate to as well. Like maybe you are someone who really prioritizes money and that is your sole focus. And if that's what makes you happy, that's cool. But I don't think you can also be on the either end of the spec, the other end of the spectrum, you can't be the person who doesn't give a shit about money at all, right? You still need money in some capacity. So I think you want to fall somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the next one is that I think it's incredibly important throughout not only like one year's time, but over the course of your lifetime to identify and consistently revisit your passions. Meaning like there's going to be seasons of life where maybe you are more busy or things get out of control and you kind of lose sight of, of what you're truly passionate about and what you love. And you need to revisit that and make sure you haven't evolved out of that mm-hmm. and make sure it hasn't changed or shifted. Because I think a lot of times people believe they're passionate about one thing or believed they were pursuing the right thing. And then eventually they discover, oh, like I think I was a little bit misguided there or the lens I was looking through was a little clouded. And to use us as an example, you know, I love coaching and I did it for a long time, Mm -hmm. full time. But now as I reflect and kind of 
do some introspection. I don't even know if that's a, an actual word, but we'll, uh, we'll go with that. So. And in hindsight of everything, I've also discovered that I really love the processes and the programming that's associated with coaching to the point where that could be more of my passion than the actual in-person one-on-one type coaching or group coaching. Yeah. Group coaching is something I enjoy and one-on-one coaching is something I enjoy, but I think my true passion lies in the programming and the processes Mm -hmm. and the infrastructure of it all and creating that, basically that vessel that enables all of that to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I would have never discovered if I hadn't had great mentors who I've had a lot of discussions with, if I haven't reflected and thought about the last nine years in the industry and really like ask myself some deeper questions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the same can be said for you in terms of like discovering that nutrition was like your real passion. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause initially like what, before you got into the nutrition side of things, kind of what did you, what did you think or what, what was your pursuits? Yeah. I knew I wanted to work with people, but I thought it was more on like the strength and conditioning fitness side of things. And I, I think it was tricky because I we both from almost the very beginning of our relationship knew that we wanted to own our own business and I knew your talent with the fitness and so I was like I need to kind of find my niche and uh, that's that's where just going through my own nutrition journey led to. Yeah and so I think that's really important is just to be in tune with yourself and be willing to ask yourself those questions and also have that group of people surrounding you that you can have those harder, more deeper conversations with. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the next one? Always be willing to adapt, improvise and overcome. Yeah. So essentially just be flexible, right? Yeah. I feel like that's, that's something I hear all the time from Exos. It's like, if anything, 2020 has taught us is that we need to be flexible and we need to be willing to adapt. As Ross would say from Friends, you need to pivot, right? <laughs> if anybody out there listening yeah. is not a Friends fan, I'll pray for you. <laughs> uh, but that episode rocks. Anyway, yeah, you need to be willing to pivot. You need to be willing to adapt and change your approach, your method, your thought process, your perspective in order to keep moving forward. Because like you said, if t- 2020 has taught us anything, it's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at some of the businesses, yours included, Exos, how they're transforming their business and adapting and be the, and are on track to become even more successful because they were willing to pull the trigger and, and make those moves. Yeah, you have to have that growth mindset yeah. for sure. Absolutely. All right, so uh, the next one is you need to invest in relationships outside of your spouse or significant other. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are always learning this, but like you and I, Ash, are so close. Like, And we tell this to people all really? the time, and it sounds cliche, <laughs> But we truly were best friends before mm-hmm. we started dating. I mean, to the level where we would go play Frisbee for hours. Yeah, I know. And, like, just talk. Like, yeah. we weren't even dating. We were just playing Frisbee and talking. Yeah. Like, and we would do that for hours. And anyway, we truly became best friends and just had a friendship. And then we started dating, you know, two years after that. Mm-hmm. Or, I guess, a year after that, whatever it was. And because we were so close we kind of just really poured into each other for the first i would say like three years of our relationship like Mm -hmm. we didn't really need anybody else like we had we had each other we were the dream team right Mm -hmm. and so when we started moving it didn't really matter if we didn't know anyone in the new area because we had each other 
And but now I think what we both are realizing is, okay, even if we are relocating a lot, even if we're moving and we do have each other, you need those outside relationships that you can also pour into. And then those people can also pour into you and fill up your cup. Mm -hmm. Because yes, God is going to fill up your cup primarily, right? Psalm 23, if you don't know it, look it up. But you also need other people around and we're going to kind of transition to another bullet here. You need people that are going to be in your corner versus in your circle to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, t- we wrote on a blog post about this, but there is a difference between being in your circle versus in your corner. Mm-hmm. Right? There are people in your life that are in your circle. They're in your group of friends or they're in your family who, yeah, they love you and support you, but they're not truly behind you 100%. Mm-hmm. They're not the people who are in your corner, meaning coaching you up, pushing you forward, supporting you in all your decisions and giving you sound advice, you know, they're, that's completely different. Those are two different groups of people. And so making sure you understand that and identify who is in your corner versus your circle is going to really set you up for success and to have that, that network of people who are going to help you moving forward. Absolutely. All right. What's the next one? Building a business is a process and patience is essential. Ooh, ain't that the truth? Yeah. I would say <laughs> this year, because Ballistic's a little more than a year old now. Uh, we started in September of 2019. This year has probably tried our patience from a business standpoint more than I ever thought possible. Oh, yeah. I I never imagined owning your own business would be like how it is. Yeah, not just from, and we're not talking just like from, you know, a numbers standpoint here in oh, terms no. of the finances and the no. ta- and taxes and legal legal documentation and all that. We're talking just physical, mental, and emotional standpoint here. Yeah, mainly we're, emotional. Yeah, we're me. talking the business and the numbers and the finances and the strain it puts on other relationships, the level of time, energy, and effort that you have to devote to it the length of time and the duration of time it takes to make to move the needle just the smallest bit yeah and the you know who's supporting you through the journey and who's not and Mm -hmm. how that affects you and not to mention you and i again living together training together (laughs) running this business together that's also stressful so it's so (laughs) much that goes into it that we're like holy shit yeah yeah it's been nuts but anyway so the the moral of the story there is the bigger the pursuit the slower you need to go mm-hmm. basically the slower you need to be willing to go yeah okay now uh that being said i think the next one to to touch on that's important is you need to prioritize and this kind of goes with what we just said this you need to prioritize your relationship with your spouse and significant other above everything else and be willing to work through anything and anything everything that you encounter like in that relationship Mm -hmm. through your different you know seasons of life yeah because like we just said it is stressful doing all these things together being together 24 7 because we see every side of each other Mm -hmm. we don't see just the like happy chippy (laughs) side who gets home from work at 5 15 and is ready to just hang out and chill the rest of the night or take the kids to soccer practice and and handle all those duties right we're seeing the side who we've already worked 50 hours. It's only Wednesday and you <laughs> say the wrong thing about the way my hair looks <laughs> and I snap and want to kill you. Right? 
I, I completely just made that example up. But you get what I mean. We see each other at the worst times mm-hmm. sometimes. And that can lead to, you know, poor decision making, poor reactions. And it's something that we've had to work on a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it takes a lot of work to talk through all of that and to be willing to help each other and to show each other grace and to be kind and to be loving. And I'll be the first to admit, like I slip up more times than not and it causes a lot of issues and we have to talk through those things. And, and that's how we grow. And that's why we're so strong together is because even though those situations happen, we're willing to work through it. We don't just write it off. Yeah, absolutely. I think those harder conversations are again opportunities like it's going to make you grow yeah and again don't be fooled by instagram we're always smiling on instagram i know we should do an episode once just about our relationship we will we'll do i'll probably cry we'll do a full episode (laughs) uh we'll have to get a mediator on here (laughs) and you know maybe even an arbitrator we're gonna need some serious we'll have danielle be our mediator oh she does not need to be the mediator (laughs) you know she's more on my side anyway that's so (laughs) false (laughs) <laughs> no, okay. but we'll, we'll, we should do that. We'll do a whole episode on yeah. that. But uh, the point is, don't be fooled by it. not only our highlight reel on Instagram, but everybody's highlight reel. Absolutely. There are, everyone is dealing with their own issues, their own circumstances, and they're doing it in their own ways. And so just recognizing that it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It takes real work. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote Rob Ball, <laughs> marriage is work. And we're not even married yet. So I can't <laughs> wait to see what that brings. All right. <laughs> Anyway, that I think that's really it in terms of our lessons. Mm-hmm. And I think we did a pretty good job of encapsulating everything we learned in 2020. Yeah, I'd say so. So uh, the main takeaways today, guys, are this. Number one, don't allow 2020 to just be a blip on the radar. Don't write off the year that woke you up. Understand that this year had a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of hardship, but a lot of opportunity. So... You know, you need to take advantage of that opportunity. Take some time in these days leading into the new year and reflect. Learn from those experiences that you had. Be willing to adapt and you'll see yourself evolve and grow into a better person and you'll be able to adopt a new perspective and continue moving forward. If you write this year off, it literally was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. You literally will never get that year back if you just consider it a write-off, if you just cancel it, quote-unquote, you need to take advantage of the opportunity that was 2020. Boom. I love that. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so guys, hopefully that episode provided some insight. It opened your eyes to what 2020 could be versus mm-hmm. what you may be writing it off to be. And just allow yourself to apply some of those concepts that we talked about today. And you'll be shocked. It will change your perspective on the year it will allow you to grow and to get better and it will put you on the right path heading into 2021 absolutely i love love that well this is the officially the last episode of 2020 oh my gosh we literally have been doing this for a year straight recording these podcasts over a year straight and uh number one i think that's awesome and number two we wish all of you the happiest of new years Mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll all go sprinting into 2021 and be ready to crush i love it all right guys we will see you next year bye y'all hey guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week we cannot thank you enough we cannot believe that we've been doing this now for over a year 
and it's all because of you. We could not do this without you. Because of your support and your love that you're pouring into us, we're able to reach more people and change more lives through this platform each and every week. And so as a thank you, we would really, really appreciate if you head over to iTunes and just leave a five-star review, leave a comment in there as well so we continue to grow, expand this platform so that we can reach more people and change more lives. Now, that being said, you may be listening to the podcast for the first time, or maybe you're here with us each and every week, like I said. But if you're not following us on every other platform, you're missing out. Be sure to get on TikTok, follow us on there for all things fitness. We have hundreds, if not thousands of videos on there for you to check out. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. We are putting out all kinds of content as it relates to nutrition, fitness, and mindset. And then of course, get on Facebook, get on YouTube. Guys, we are trying to help you in as many ways as possible on as many platforms as possible. So be sure to follow us. All that said, again, we cannot thank you guys enough for your support, and we will see you next time.